Welcome to this message from Eastwood Baptist Church, one church with two locations in Bowling Green and Alberton, Kentucky. To learn more, visit eastwoodbc.org. Now, may the Lord bless you in the hearing of His Holy Word. Thank you, Pastor Will. Thank you, Pastor Dana. How about a hand clap for God, man? Isn't God good? My goodness. So glad, so glad to come together and worship together tonight for our One Church celebration. We had uh, these orange sheets out on the stools as you came in. Hope that everybody got one. Did everybody get one? If you didn't get one, raise your hand. Danny Atwood's got a whole list here, a whole bunch. We'll make sure everybody gets one in their hands. Somebody else grab a stack there and help, help Danny pass some out. Make sure everybody gets one. Tonight I have the opportunity to share with you something that we as a staff are very excited about. Grab your copy of God's Word. Go with me to Matthew 22 as our text tonight. I know over the course of the last few weeks, Pastor Tom and I have been rolling out the unique vision of what God has given uh, your pastors, given your lay leaders here at Eastwood for the coming years. Um, I, I know you think maybe, maybe it's just now beginning to soak in. That's one of the things that as leaders, we feel like we've talked about this a lot already because it's been over the course of the last year where we've, where we've crafted language, we've, we've beat our heads against the wall a little bit, we've, we've gotten our knees sore from praying, we've, we've done all these things trying to drill down and see what God has in store for us. And what I'm really excited about, and I've said this to the South Campus numerous times over the last few weeks, is what we have presented to you is not something that we are imposing on to you. We want you to understand that the, the mission, the values, the strategy, the measures, these are not things that we are imposing on you. These are things that we see in you, that God, through his grace, is bearing fruit in you. And we simply want to recognize those things and multiply, magnify those things in you that we might be better servants for Jesus Christ here in the coming years. We want to be good stewards of what God has called us to do here through Eastwood Baptist Church. And so just real quickly, we want to make sure, again, to be on the same page as we think about the language, because language is important for us in the coming weeks as we get this in our minds and then into our hearts. We've talked to you a lot about Eastwood's new mission. Eastwood's new mission. Now, I, I did this with South Campus this morning. Let's do it with, the, with our East Campus brothers and sisters here as well. So South Campus, don't cheat too much, okay? I'm going to say part of the mission. I want you to finish the phrase, okay? Eastwood exists... To develop, great, to impact people, everybody say people, okay, with biblical, great, to life's challenges, that's right guys, as I've tried to explain this over the last month, it helps me to think backwards with our mission. Because we meet people where they're at, right? They come as they are. And most of the time, every single person has something in their life, something that rock in their shoe that is burdening them, that is causing conflict and pain in their lives. Everybody has problems. Amen? Everybody has problems. But the beautiful thing is, is that God has not left us to wallow in our problems and try to figure them out the best that we can. God in his grace and mercy has given us answers in the Bible. Okay, So we have answers to people's problems. And the question is, how do we get those answers connected to those problems? And that is through the vehicle of relationships. That's the key, right? Anytime you give advice, if a, if a stranger gives you advice, how likely are you 
to take that advice. No matter how good it is, you'll be skeptical. You'll, who does he think he is? I mean, you'll get all offended and defensive if a stranger gives you advice, even if it's good advice, even if it's eternally good advice. But God has given us relationships. God, God is, wants us to use the vehicle of relationships. That makes it go down easy, that we could speak in to friends' lives. So that's our new mission. If you say, what word sums up the entire mission? And it's the word relationships. Everybody say relationships. That's what we've got to be about. Right? We take our Christianity into those relationships. But the relationship is the channel that gets those biblical answers to life's challenges. And we value four things in particular here at Eastwood because of that. Again, these are things that we see in you. Three of them in particular we see in you. Now, one of them is one that we want to call out of you, that we want to build into you and call out of you. We value the power of God's word. I promise you, as long as Tom James is in the pulpit there at the East Campus and lead pastor of Eastwood Baptist Church, uh, the Bible will be preached. Amen? As long as Ben Simpson is in this pulpit, the Bible will be preached. The word is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. We would be fools to take this Bible and to throw it out. Our power by the, our, our, our hope, our knowledge, the revelation of God is in this Bible. And it is powerful. We also value the pursuit of life transformation. Christ wants us to come to him as we are, but then he wants us to leave as he is. Let me say that again. Christ wants us to come to him as we are, but he wants us to leave as he is. In other words, the goal in our life is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And it is indeed a pursuit it's a pursuit. We're chasing after Jesus. We are literally, as the Bible says, following Jesus. Jesus says, take up your cross and do what? Follow me. That's the pursuit of life transformation, following Jesus wherever he goes. We third value the passion of missional living. Now, I'm going to talk more. This is going to be part of our main our focus tonight, our, our main focus tonight. So the passion of missional living. And then finally, we value the priority of authentic relationships. We want to be known and we want to know others, right? We, we're tired of the masks. We're in a society that ha- doesn't have time for foo-foo anymore. <laughs> we don't have time for fakeness. We want real, right? In the age of fake news, we want the real deal. Our heart and soul longs for that. And so we prioritize authentic relationships. And we're going to do this through our strategy. We call it our 3G strategy here at our church. The 3G strategy. Again, you've, maybe you've been used to seeing um, um, Eastwood as a menu. I like to, I like to refer to it as like, a, like a, if you go down to the Mexican restaurant. If we were to leave here and go to El Maguez or El Mazatlan here tonight, you see the Mexican menu, the Mexican restaurant menu, and it has a thousand things on it, okay? But let's be honest. You could boil that down to just a few things, couldn't you? <laughs> I mean, if you were, it's just different things. It's the same thing, just dressed up in a little different way, okay? Now, some, maybe you're used to an Eastwood that has a thousand different things on the menu. 
But now we're beginning, we're trying to give clarity, we're trying to give focus. And so we've tried, we're trying to take everything that we have first to see if it fits with our new mission and values, first and foremost, but then to put it all in three buckets. Gather, grow, and go. We gather and worship. That's what we're doing right here. We go, we grow in small groups. That's what we do, Bible Fellowship, 9 a.m. here at the, here at the South Campus, 8.15, 9.30, and 11 o'clock at the East Campus. We are soon, Lord willing, going to be launching community groups. Again, these small groups where people's lives begin to grow. They begin to change. They become more like Jesus through them. And then the final G in our strategy, that 3G strategy, is to go in service. To go in service. We're going to get outside of these four walls and get out in the community. But again, we've got to do it in here too. So we're going to work inside the church. We're going to work outside the church to impact our community, to develop relationships that impact people with biblical answers to life's challenges. Now, as your pastors, as your lay leaders, as as we looked over our values, our mission, our strategy, the area that seemed most aspirational, in other words, the area that seemed that we were weakest in, was the area of missional living. Missional living. Now, that might surprise you. Because you're like, what? Whatever, Pastor Ben. We're all about missions here at Eastwood. But let me say to you this morning or this evening that doing missions is not just missional living. Let me say it the other way. Missional living is not just doing missions, okay? I said this to the South Campus this morning. Missional living is way more than going on mission trips. We are great at that. Last year, we sent over 100 people somewhere in Kentucky and out to the ends of the earth. And praise God for that, right? I praise God that people went on missions trips. We got to hear about Mike and and the team that went to Operation Christmas Child to serve there. They're in Georgia. I'm thankful for that. But missional living is more more than that. It includes that, but it's more than that. Missional living means that you see life as a mission trip. You see life as a mission trip. It's taking up the missional mantle, if you will, wherever you go. You're a missionary in your workplace. You're a missionary in your school. You're a missionary in your neighborhood and at your places of recreation. You're a missionary in your home. And Jesus called us, Matthew 28, in that great commission to make disciples as we are going. In other words, missions is not just an event. It's a lifestyle. It is a 24-7 way of life. Everywhere, every day is an opportunity to extend the gospel of Jesus Christ to somebody. And it's our job. Amen? Man, if you're going to amen anything, amen that, right? It's our job, right, preacher? Amen. If you're going to amen anything tonight, it is our job. We should be passionate about missional living. And this is the area that your pastors and lay leaders felt like we could really improve in. So we wanted to jumpstart that. We wanted to jumpstart that this year. So in November, Pastor Tom asked me to lead a team of individuals To begin to come up with a plan to help our folks grow in missional 
living. So I gathered together a team, a great team, in fact. Pastor Dana was on that team, Wes Kerr, Megan Woods, Josh Raymer, Pastor Will, and Troy Warren. There were seven of us all together. We began to meet for 90 days, November, December, January. And what I'm about to share with you tonight is what we've come up with. What we've come up with. This has been presented to the East, to, to Eastwood staff, and it's been wholeheartedly approved. It's been shared briefly in, 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 in brevity with Eastwood's leadership committee. And I saw a lot of smiles as I shared with that a couple of Wednesday nights ago. I'm excited to share with you what God has in store for us here in 2018. I believe that 2018 is going to be an amazing year. And so in the rest of this year, I know we're already in 2018, but for the rest of this year, we're going to lean hard in to go and mission living to fulfill our mission. Now, what I'm about to present to you tonight is not an addendum to our mission values and all that stuff that we've been rolling out to you. This is not something different. This is something because of, okay? Because, because we want to develop relationships to impact people, 2018 is going to be a year of blessing. Because we want to be passionate about missional living, 2018 is going to be a year of blessing. Because we want to grow and to go in service, 2018 is going to be a year of blessing because we want to be friends with someone far from God so that we can bring them near to God. 2018 is going to be the year of blessing. So I want to share with you, I want to share with you the vision. As the team and I got together and began to pray and uh, talk and to see what God would have us do. Two things came to the forefront. Here's what we, at the end of 2018, hoped would be the result. Here's the vision for the year of blessing. First, we see at the end of this that the people of Eastwood would have their eyes focused outside the church walls to build relationships in the community with a desire to impact our community. Too often, guys, we as church people live with inside these Beautiful boxes, right? These church walls that we have built. And we do great ministry inside of them, but God did not give us these church buildings to simply stay in them. We want to be churches without walls. We want to get outside these walls. And so our vision is that we, us, you, me, would have our eyes focused outside the church to build relationships in the community to impact the community for Christ. But then secondly, in the vision, we envision that the community would know that Eastwood is part of the community and cares for the community. If that building and the people therein at 500 Eastwood Street, Bowling Green, Kentucky, if it ceased to exist tomorrow... Would Bowling Green be worse off because of it? If this building right now that we're in ceased to exist tomorrow, 944 and 9444 Scottsville Road, Alberton, Kentucky, if it ceased and the people therein ceased to exist tomorrow, would our community right here be worse off because of it? 
And I hope the answer is absolutely, absolutely. But we need to get out there and show the community that we love the community and that we are part of the community. So we get the opportunity to be a blessing. You know, every one of us could stand and testify about moments in our lives where somebody decided they were going to be a blessing to someone else and it changed your life forever. When I was younger, you've heard my testimony before, but when I was younger, I knew almost no one that went to church. Almost no one that went to church. We didn't go to church, never. We, we didn't go at Easter or Christmas. Okay, never even darkened the doors and nobody in my neck of the woods. And trust me, if you've been to where, if you've been to where I grew up, it is the neck of the woods, okay? All right, it's the very bottom of the neck of the woods, okay? No one knew Jesus, but I played baseball at Richardsville Elementary with the Millers. There's a family. And I became great friends with their son. They had me over to their house a lot. And there was a lady across the street. Her name was Fran. And Fran saw these young people out there playing all the time. And she knew the family that lived there, the Millers. And she began to develop a relationship with them. And through that, she stepped out and began to try to bless. And she worked to get me and my brother and, and, and the Millers to come to Vacation Bible School at Richardsville Baptist Church. And I want you to know, because she stepped out, because she didn't see living for Jesus as within these walls. It was outside the walls, in her community where she was, wanted to be a blessing to her neighbors. She lived right across the street from the Millers. My life, that was the first time there at Richardsville Baptist when I first began to hear about Jesus Christ. And years later, those gospel seeds were planted in my life and bore fruit in 1997 when the Lord Jesus saved me. And so, guys, as I'm talking about this tonight, I'm not just talking about something for you to do. How many of y'all have enough to do? <laughs> I'm going to put up both hands and a leg, okay? I've got enough to do. But let me ask you this. Do you have, a, do you have space in your life to try to impact somebody's eternity? I believe you do. And if you don't, I believe you need to make time. And so I'm looking forward to seeing you engage in this year of blessing. Well, Jesus told us this. Matthew 22, verse 40, uh, 34 through 40. He said this. Or the, 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 the gospel tells it this way. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. I submit to you tonight that that passage right there, the greatest commandment, is a proof text for missional living. You say, what does it mean, Pastor Ben, to be on mission for God as a lifestyle, to be engaged in missional living? It is to love the Lord Jesus and to love your neighbor wherever you go. And if you love your neighbor, you're going to share Jesus with your neighbor. Here's tonight's takeaway for you. Tonight's takeaway is this. I'm calling you tonight to progress to bless our community in 2018 through emphases, partnerships, 
and events. Okay, we're going to talk about that. We're going to break that down. So let me pray for us, and we're going to get into this. Father, I pray just as I share what's on my heart tonight with this congregation that you would begin to build an excitement in us, Lord, to get out and impact the, the, the community that you've placed us, Father. So help us to do that, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. All right. So the team and I, as we began to look at this, we came up with a plan that has three phases to it, okay? Three phases. Emphases, events, and partnerships. So I want to talk about each of those tonight. First, how are we going to be a blessing? In other words, that's the question we're answering tonight. How are we as Eastwood Baptist Church, as individuals uh, therein, how are we going to be a blessing to our community in 2018? And the answer first is through emphases, okay? Emphases. These are, you can see on your orange sheet there, these are individuals and families. Individuals and families are going to be encouraged and equipped to creatively bless one other family. I am not, we are not calling you to reach every family in Bowling Green. I'm not, we're not even calling you to, to, to bless five families in Bowling Green. I'm calling you to bless one family. Just you, your family. Each one of you bless one. I don't know how many families, how many households are here tonight. As I look out, there are probably a hundred or so households here maybe represented. But if a hundred families bless a hundred families, that would be amazing. So emphasis number one is going to be coming up right away here in March, heading into Easter. We're calling Love Your Neighbor. Love Your Neighbor. All right? So March 11th is going to be our Commitment Sunday, so just get ready. Begin to pray, God, would you have me to commit to being a blessing to one other family here around the Easter season? And our goal is to see 150 families commit to bless 150 families. All right? So then over the next four weeks, here's how this is going to work. Each family is going to work to bless one other family. And we're going to use the acrostic bless. Okay? blessed to do this. Let me just go over quickly the, the, the five things with that so you get in your mind. Ben, what are you asking us to do? Well, I'm asking you to do these four things over the course of that season of blessing, over the course of loving your neighbor. First, the B is begin to pray. Begin to pray. The L then is listen, and the E is eat. Praise God, right? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good news. That's easy. Listen and eat. Those go hand in hand. The, the, the S is serve. And then the other S is share. So here's how this is going to work. March 11th is going to be the Commitment Sunday. Or I'm sorry, Mar yeah, March 11th is going to be Commitment Sunday. We're going to give you an opportunity to say we are in. We are, we are going to do everything in our power to bless one of the family here over the next month. And then we're going to invite you the very next Wednesday, March 14th, to begin to pray. We're going to have a prayer service. And I don't mean just some piddly, boring, Lord, we're just glad to be here, prayer service. We're going to pray down heaven. You know what I'm talking about? We're going to pray that the Holy Spirit would move. We're going to pray that the Holy Spirit would anoint us and fill us to do what he's called us to do. Right? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is powerful to do and to fill you and to, to, to accomplish in you what he's called you to do? Amen. Amen. So we're going to pray the filling of the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to pray 
the working of the Holy Spirit and the lives of that family that God lays on our heart to begin to bless. Who should you bless? You should probably bless your neighbor. It's called love your neighbor, okay? So most likely, you are there in a, in a, in a neighborhood and you've got people around you that need Jesus. They don't go to church anywhere. You've watched their lives. Maybe you even fussed at their lives a little bit. <laughs> you know, like, I wish they'd clean that up or whatever, okay? You're always too loud over there next door, whatever you've been fussing about. But how about instead of fussing about our neighbors, we begin to love our neighbors? And so we ask you to begin to pray. That's on Wednesday, March 14th. The next week, Wednesday, March 21st, we're not going to have any services on Wednesday night. We want to free you up that week to go and have a meal to invite your neighbor, the family that you have chosen to bless, to invite them into your home, to get to know them, to begin to build a relationship with them. Now, you say, are you saying we have to do it on Wednesday night? No way. You could do it on Wednesday night. We are simply freeing up your calendar, right? Because we understand if we're going to ask you to do something extra, we need to free up some space for you to do that extra thing, okay? So we'll have no services that Wednesday night because we are giving you the freedom and space, basically, to have a meal with the family that you have chosen to bless. You say, well, you know what? We just don't cook. Um, My house is just, I don't really feel comfortable hosting people. Then take them out to dinner. Go out to dinner with them. Uh, Pastor, are you saying I have to pay for the dinner? Well, that would be a blessing. (laughs) But you don't have to pay for the dinner. Just invite them out, man. And most likely, if they say yes, they'd expect to pay anyway for their own self, okay? So invite them out. Now, you may (laughs) almost say, don't don't pick the family of seven if you're going to pay for it. Uh, No, actually, if you really want to be a blessing, pick the family of seven, all right? So you're going to listen and eat. Now, that's the key there, guys. Listen and eat. Some of us really like to talk, okay? But the key here, if you want to build a relationship, it, I don't know if you had a chance to read my Beacon article this past month. I, I don't know if anybody reads the Beacon or not, okay? But if you didn't read the Beacon, I had a simple article in there, How to Make Friends. Because you know what? Back when we were little, that was no problem, right? We just go out and we play gaga ball or basketball or we jump rope together and just friends happened. But as adults, all of a sudden, it becomes harder. But one of the keys that I talked about in that Beacon article was that you need to learn to listen. Let the other person talk. And when you let them talk, all of a sudden, they feel like this person thinks I'm valuable. This person wants to hear what I'm about, okay? So already go in saying, you know what? I'm going to listen. And some of you spouses may need to elbow your other spouse in the middle of the dinner and say, shh, (laughs) be quiet, do the, give, them the, give them the ear symbol or whatever, okay? But listen and eat. The next Wednesday, March the 28th, is going to be our serve week. Serve week. And again, no services that Wednesday night. We want to challenge you to find a way to do some sort of act of kindness with the family that you hope to bless. Now, you, you may be a person you say, I'm not creative. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what to do. Well, in the coming weeks, we'll begin to roll out some examples, some things that you can think about that you might be able to do to be a blessing to a family that you have chosen to serve. So that takes us up. We, we, we've begun to pray. We've listened and eaten. We've served. 
And at this point, you're building that relationship, and then you do the invite. You invite them to Easter. Now, guys, listen to me. You might say, well, this is, a, this is a, a, like a bait and switch. I'm just building this relationship to try to get them to come to church. If that's what you're doing, you have missed the point of what we're doing here, okay? The point is not to get them to church. The point is to build a relationship that you could impact them with biblical answers to life's challenges, okay? And yes, we're convinced that the church is part of that answer, amen? amen. It absolutely is. And what better time to invite people to church than on Easter? If there is any time that a person is going to come to church, it's going to be on Easter. Okay? So we're going to invite them to Easter, and then we're going to come back and share. Not that next Wednesday, because that next Wednesday is spring break, and I know a lot of y'all will be vacationing, but we're going to come back and share on April 11th. We're going to share in our Wednesday night service what God did, and we're going to rejoice. We're going to celebrate like crazy what God did. So that is the first emphasis, okay? The first emphasis, love your neighbor. The second emphasis that we're going to challenge us to do is in the month of August, and we're calling it Seek the City. That whole month, the month of August, the time when people have already moved in to start school and Western's here and people are all geared up for regular life again after summer. They're back from vacation. They've already gotten their tan. We're going to spend the month of August intentionally saturating Bowling Green and the surrounding communities with the gospel of Jesus. Now, we should be doing that all the time, right? But it's good to pick a month and say, let's seek our city. More details about that coming up later as we get closer to that. And then finally, the, the third emphasis for this year, we're going to call Treat Your Neighbor. And I'm not going to go through this one. You can see the dates. Treat Your Neighbor is just like Love Your Neighbor coming up here in the spring, okay? Except it's around the Halloween and Thanksgiving season, all right? So those are the emphases. And we hope, as our goal is to see 150 families, bless 150 families, that your family would say yes to God in making and showing forth a blessing. Secondly, though, we're going to do this through events this coming year. We've got emphases, but second, we've got events that we hope to do. Now, these events are strategically and purposefully church-driven, attractional community events that build relationships with the community and blesses them, okay? So these are the events where people come and they hang out, where people congregate, where people get to know one another, okay? And these are some ideas that we have at this point, some that we're really excited about, and, and we're still coming up with some. But uh, April 28th, we hope to have here at South Campus a Family Fun 3K, a family fun 3K. I, I just families and bouncers and going up down the road and around Alberton Elementary and down by Trey's Barbershop and all these places. I can just see people walking, having a good time, bouncers, all kinds of stuff right here. A community, attractional community event. July 15th through 18th, uh, Pastor Will is going to oversee a children's sports camp here at South Campus. Megan and the children's ministry, of course, will probably be involved with that as well. And so it's going to be an opportunity here, again, to impact our community, to build relationships with families. September 28th. How many of y'all love to tailgate? Any tailgaters out here? Yeah? Well, we're going to do intentional tailgating. This is one of the ideas that we came up with. Uh, South Warren's going to be coming over to Greenwood High School, we think, around September 28th, okay? And so we're going to go. We're going to invite the whole church to come out and to tailgate 
at the Greenwood and South Warren game. We're going to pass out stuff and be a blessing there, uh, not just to the people who come, but to the booster club and the people who run the concession stands and all that stuff. We're going to be a big blessing there to uh, Greenwood and to South Warren High School. Then we're going to do it again October 12th. Actually, Pastor, um, Pastor Justin is going to oversee that first one there, the Greenwood-South Warren one. And then, uh, and then Pastor Ed's going to oversee the one on October 12th there uh, when Bowling Green is going down to South Warren High School. Uh, we thought that was the best way to, to, to impact the three communities that are primarily in our church field, Bowling Green High, South Warren High, and uh, Greenwood High School. And so we're going to do that. November 10th, one of the things that we came up with that we thought would be neat for our East Campus is a one-mile radius leaf raking around our East Campus. There are a ton of houses right there in the community, lots of trees, a lot of old-growth trees, and it's an opportunity to go out and to bless our neighbors. And then finally is something that we've been doing for three years now, I guess, and that is Affordable Christmas here at South Campus. So there's another event or two that's being planned at East Campus, but those are the events. So just be watching your calendar as those things come rolling out. The final thing, the final way that we hope that 2018 will be sort of the training wheels, if you will, for missional living is that we're encouraging people to get involved with partnerships. You know, the team was so emphatic. Um, Troy, Troy Warren... Josh Raymer, Wes Kerr, those three folks in particular were so emphatic about Eastwood does not have to reinvent the wheel on this. There are good organizations, Christian organizations in our community that are doing what we're talking about doing 24-7. They're doing this all the time. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We simply have to plug into what already God is already doing in our community, right? I mean, isn't that that old, uh, um, uh, oh, not desiring God, but What's the one where you see where God's working and go do it? Experiencing God. Isn't that the old maxim from that? See where God's working and go join that. Okay, so that's what we're doing in this with these partnerships. We're seeing where God is working. We have looked around at our community and we have recognized four exceptional partners, community ministries that we want to encourage our people from Eastwood to go serve in in this coming year to be a blessing to And here are the four organizations. The first one is Hope House. Uh, There are many, 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 many people here at Eastwood that serve through Hope House. How many of you guys are already serving through Hope House? Great. How many of you guys went with with Miss Megan yesterday and went and served at Hope House? Great. I saw all those pictures on on Facebook. That was amazing. Great job with that. So Hope House is one of those ministries that we're going to encourage you to consider getting involved with serving. Maybe, you know what, maybe it's not a, a week-in and week-out thing. Maybe it's simply being a part of their golf scramble to help raise money or being part of their Cooking for Hope ministry or going and shopping over there at, um, at Kathy's store. Kathy, did you know Kathy, Kathy, over, Kathy Munson oversees a store of Hope House around on the square there? What's it called, Kathy? Reclaimed. Go check it out. It's on the square on the same side uh, as the Capitol Arts Building, Okay. So maybe it's going there and shopping, but finding a way to be a blessing to Hope House and through Hope House. The second partner that we've decided to recognize and to focus in on this year is Curbside Ministries. That's a ministry that's near and dear to our heart. That's a ministry that we've already been working with a lot, and we hope to increase that in the next year. The third one is Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity is a great ministry partner. Uh, We've done before. 
Uh, we've built with them before, and we're going to do it again here in 2018. Let me say this. Uh, Pastor Dana is, is the contact for the Habitat for Humanity. He's the staff champion for that ministry. And so if you're excited about Habitat, Pastor Dana is that person. Um, for Curbside Ministries, Megan is that person. She is our staff champion for Curbside Ministries. I'm the staff champion for Hope House. And then finally, the fourth one is the Foundry. The Foundry may be a ministry that you're not that familiar with at this point, okay? But it's, it's, a, it's in the old Boys and Girls Club down on, uh, um, I guess it's West Main Street, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, where? West 11th. I was in the neighborhood, right? I was in the neighborhood. So the Foundry there, Jeannie actually works there. Uh, that's why she, she knew right where it was at, okay? But it's a ministry that does a lot of of preschool ministries, after-school ministries, and summer ministries in a community that needs love and needs Jesus. And so we're excited about those four partners, okay? So to kind of wrap things up tonight, how can you get involved? How can you get involved? Well, first you can get involved by choosing to be a blessing, by committing to an emphasis by committing to serving at an event or by committing to volunteer with a partner. We want to challenge you to get outside of these walls and go be a blessing to our community, to your neighbor and to your neighbor's neighbors. But here's the second way that you can get involved, and that is to tell your story. Over the coming year, we hope that this thing will be like a snowball. I know it's like Winter Olympics right now, so we've been thinking a lot about snow. All right, and if you, you know, it's not good around Kentucky, but maybe if you're from Michigan, you really get good snow and you can really build a snowball. But a snowball starts off small, doesn't it? But the more you roll and the more you gather up, the bigger it gets. And we hope that this year of blessing will snowball here. And as we go and do and serve and bless, that you guys will begin to tell your stories and the people of Eastwood will get more and more and more excited And the community will begin to see more and more and more that Eastwood cares. More and more relationships will be built. And more and more people will be impacted with biblical answers to life's challenges. So tell your blessing story. Primarily two ways we're going to challenge you to do this over the next year. Okay, When something happens, when God uses you, it's not bragging. it's, It's bragging on God. Okay, One is that in your social media... Whatever social media you use, we encourage you to use the hashtag EBCBLESS. All right? So it's maybe you, your, your group goes and serves or your family has someone over to dinner. You get a picture of them and you write on their EBC hashtag EBCBLESS. That's one way of doing it. Okay? Maybe you're not socially media savvy or maybe you say, you know what? I really don't want to make the person feel like I'm just posting them on Facebook or whatever. Okay? So maybe the other way you do that is you fill out a blessing story card on Sunday mornings. They will start being part of your bulletin here in March. Or there'll be a pew card at the East Campus for you to fill out and to tell your story. We're excited about what God is going to do. Let me close it this way. How many of you guys are where you are today in Jesus because somebody took the risk to be a blessing to you? Guys, it's your turn. It is your turn. We commission you. We release you. We call you out to go be a blessing. 
in 2018. Here's my final prayer. May we develop relationships that impact people by being a blessing in 2018. Hi there, this is Pastor Ben. I have something really important to ask you, but first, I want to say thank you for taking the time to make this digital connection with us through our podcast. I hope the message you just listened to was a blessing, but an even greater blessing than this digital connection would be for you to connect with us in person this coming Sunday at one of Eastwood's two campuses where we get the joy of living life together in Jesus' name. And now for that really important question, which is the most important question you'll ever answer. Where do you stand before God? Now, based on what you've done, the straightforward answer is that you stand guilty and condemned before God. You are a sinner who completely deserves God's wrath forevermore in hell. And I deserve the same thing also. I mean, every person does. Guys, that's terrible news. And even worse is the fact that there's nothing you can do in and of yourself to change that. You need a Savior. But I have good news. God loved the world so much that He sent Jesus to be your Savior. Jesus came and lived the perfect life that you cannot live, and he stood condemned on the cross, dying the death you deserve. And three days later, Jesus was raised from the dead to prove to everybody that he is indeed the Savior of the world. And now Jesus longs to change your standing before God by making a trade with you. He desires to take what you've earned, which is the wrath of God in hell, and to give you in return what he has earned which is the blessing of God in heaven. When this trade happens, instead of standing guilty and condemned before God, you will stand forgiven and righteous with the promise of everlasting life. So what must you do to have your standing before God changed? First, admit to God you are a sinner. Second, hate your sins. Turn from them and ask God to forgive you. And finally, turn to Jesus in faith and love, putting your complete hope in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and follow him until the day you die. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, Jesus is ready to make this trade with you. And I pray that you would trust in Jesus and be saved. Thank you again for connecting with us, and I hope to see you soon at Eastwood Baptist Church.